good evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, broadcasting live from a remote Guys Guys studio this week. Uh, we're down the Jersey Shore right now, and I've got a remote setup and um, coming to you live and looking forward to it. It's raining here in the Jersey Shore right now, but it's been blistering, blistering hot for the last couple of days. So hopefully this will cool things off a little bit. Our special guest this evening, I'm very excited to have as a special guest this evening, Lee Miltier. Uh, she's got a new book called Reclaim the Magic, The Real Secrets of Manifesting Anything You Want. I really enjoyed the book. Uh, it's one of these books where uh, it's self-help, but it has a spiritual underpinning, and you kind of read it chapter at a time and just let it soak in. And uh, you know, you don't blow through it like a novel. You just take your time with it and make sure everything sinks in. And it's a very practical, very smart book. I really enjoyed it. So anyhow, she'll be here shortly. So what's going on out there? Well, in the news, I guess the biggest thing going on is uh, uh, social media-wise is this whole thing about this lion, Cecil the lion. Um, apparently, uh, a dentist who was on a safari uh, allegedly lured him with his guides out of a reserve and killed the lion who's uh, in Zimbabwe, I believe. Very uh, uh, revered lion and uh, killed him, beheaded him, skinned him, and uh, took lots of photos with him. And uh, people are outraged. You know, big game hunting has been going on for a long time and people pull this stuff, you know, uh, for, for ages. And uh, for some reason, this this one really struck a nerve. And maybe Cecil's passing is going to really create awareness for uh, those who should be aware of the fact that, you know, hunting for sport is really not something that a, a guy's guy does. Uh, uh, it's it's really, you know, an out-of-date type of hobby, if you, if you ask me. Now, you could say that, you know, Anybody who eats meat is a hypocrite if they're going to point a finger at this guy. And in a way, they're right, because factory farming is incredibly inhumane the way they treat the animals. That said, you know, most of the hunters I know, and they're all good guys and everything, and they, they go out and they get up really early and they put the camouflage on. And a lot of them I know use bow and arrows, and it's, it's not easy. You have to get really close to an animal to, to kill it. And the guys I know, they go after deers and stuff like that, and they, they eat them. And uh, venison apparently is very good, uh, fresh kill. And they will claim that uh, there's an overpopulation of deer. The fact of the matter is, though, that uh, although that is true, I don't think any hunter really gets into hunting for the sake of uh, doing a service to the community. I think they enjoy it. And I think there's a thrill when you get close to the animal and you put the bow and arrow the uh, into it or you shoot it or whatever. So um, there's a little bit of a disconnect there for me. I know if you uh, had to eat and you had to kill animals to, you know, to have sustenance, I, I can understand that. But, you know, to make a sport of it, I don't know if it's too much of a modern thinking right now to be doing that. And in the case of this dentist, um, apparently he, he got uh, nicked for poaching previously. And he also has, um, uh, been accused of luring this lion with a carcass out of the preserve to an open area where he could get a good shot at him. So that's that's not good form. So 
little disappointed in hearing something like that. And now everybody on social media has gone crazy on the guy. And even Jimmy Kimmel mentioned him and it's been on the news and it's a lot of pushback and people are like really harassing this guy now. And he says, I didn't know it was the guy's fault. And, you know, it's just a bad thing all, all over. And hopefully uh, we're at a time now where there's so many extinct animals and animals going extinct that maybe we'll stop this type of trophy hunting and appreciate the beauty of the animal. And the only shots that will be taken at animals out in the wild will be those of photographs. So hopefully, hopefully something can be learned from Cecil's passing and we're all sorry about that. Uh, what else is going on? Um, I actually uh, had this uh, recently had a second type of Reiki attunement. I am a, a Reiki uh, master teacher under the uh, Sui lineage. And I have been doing it for over 10 years. And uh, I don't do it for a living, but I know how to do it. I know how to attune people. And it's really an important part of my life. And the great thing about Reiki is uh, it's, a, it's a healing modality, hands-on healing modality, that you can, uh, you can actually work on yourself where, you know, it's kind of tough to give yourself a massage, but you can give yourself a Reiki session. And it's just as effective as if you go to, uh, to somebody else. So, and it's actually encouraged to give yourself Reiki sessions to keep, kind of keep up your practice. So I've been doing that. Uh, for years. And then a friend of mine uh, introduced me to something called Kundalini Reiki, which is a different lineage. And uh, the claim is that it's more pure and powerful because the Sui has been handed on down through many, many, many people over the years. And this is a kind of a different strain and a purer form uh, through a ascended master by the name of Katumi. So I went through the first three attunements to become a uh, master Kundalini Reiki Master Kundalini, and basically it was a lot less rigorous a process than becoming a Reiki Master under the traditional Asui lineage, and uh, I found it very effective. I just got the final attunement uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, it's really grounded me and um, opened up a lot of uh, a lot of uh, awareness and clear thinking, so very appreciative of that, and uh, I'm going to take the next level, which is the gold Reiki, it's called, and that supposedly uh, opens up different modalities uh, with uh, and different ways of working with your chakras. So for the Kundalini Reiki, uh, first session, we opened up about half the chakras. Then the second one was the second set of chakras. And then the third session, we actually blew the old energy out of the root chakra out through the crown to kind of clear that passage that gets clogged up from all of our you know thoughts and acts that we've uh, had participated in over the years. That's something that's important to me and looking forward to getting that uh, next phase of the Kundalini going. All right, so let me tell you about Lee. Lee Miltier, internationally known and celebrated best-selling author, award-winning professional speaker, TV personality, entrepreneur, visionary, intuitive business mentor, uh, also, like myself, a Reiki healer, uh, a shaman, runs a metaphysical mystery school where she teaches students how to manifest on levels that mainstream education and business schools cannot teach. She's created and hosted educational programs on PBS and other cable networks, and she's the author of uh, the book, Success is an Inside Job, Spiritual Power Tools, and Feel and Grow Rich, uh, as well as other books. And she's authored many 150-plus uh, training and entrepreneurial spiritual educational products 
and the founder of the Millionaire Smarts Coaching Program. So she's quite uh, she's quite the person. Her book is called Reclaim the Magic: The Real Secrets to Manifesting Anything You Want. I really enjoyed it. And I, as I said earlier, I I read the book kind of one chapter at a time and let everything sink in before I moved to the next chapter. And it's really it's about manifesting. And I know a lot of people have trouble manifesting and maybe Lee can shed some light. I know she does in the book as to why people have trouble and how they can get around it. So let's welcome her to the show now. Hi there. It's Hello Lee. Lee. How are you? Good evening. I am fabulous. Thank you so much. And thank you for that fantastic introduction. Well, my pleasure. Uh, as I was telling everybody, I, I really, uh, you know, I, I get the books ahead of time and it's hard for me to keep up with everything, but I really wanted to read your book uh, because I wanted to take it personally and I really just savored every chapter. And I'm not saying this to be, you know, uh, to kiss, kissing up or anything. It was a really, really excellent book because you covered everything. You start with your personal story and then you get into like some really practical ways of uh, people manifesting by by doing, not just sit around and thinking and hoping and visualizing, but actually things to do to kind of get you and keep you on the right track. So uh, I was hoping we could start with uh, a little bit, if you could shed some light to our with our listeners as to you, your background, uh, because it's a great story, and how you were inspired to write this book. Well, in a very brief version of that, um, <laughs> I am a farmer's, uh, poor farmer's daughter uh, from a real place called Chucky Tuck, Virginia. And I mean that seriously. Uh, it, uh, we grew up uh, a mile and a half from the nearest secondary road in a house that was 185 years old, that uh, were literally in my family, like for generations. And um, I, I grew up in, a, in an era that was very old fashioned thinking. It's like uh, farmers needed to have sons, you know, for their legacy to go on. So I was first born and one of the very first memories I had in my life was my mother telling some of her girlfriends uh, how disappointed they were when I was born and I was a girl. Um, my my parents really uh, did not have the understanding of you know, sensitive children and, and things like that that you know people have today. And it was a, a, a very tough childhood. Um, when my brother was born, it was as if you know I became the invisible child and uh, a lot of very uh, wild. Uh, unusual circumstances happened in my life that developed a, a, an incredibly strong intuition. Uh, there was a lot of violence in my life uh, growing up in the sense that my my father was a good person. Unfortunately, he got taken by alcohol and you know, it was really a raging alcoholic and very, very violent. And so with that kind of childhood, you know, it was, I was seeking out other, um, I guess, havens, to be honest with you, of, you know, some kind of protection. And when I was about eight or eight years old or so, um, I had a, a wart on my hand. And um, we lived in such a small place that there was this little teeny grocery store on our street. And this lady named Miss Samantha uh, ran the store. And she was this beautiful blonde woman with long blonde hair. And she had this wild laugh. And people used to call her the witch of the neighborhood. So I'm in there one day and I'm picking at this wart and it's bleeding and she takes me outside after the customers were gone and she said to me, 
and she, she, her hands got very red and mm-hmm. she literally said to me, you will never think of this again. You will never think of this again. The Christ within you now heals you. You will never think of this again. And of course, as you know, an eight-year-old, you're looking at her like, what are you talking about? I won't think of this again. I've got, I'm bleeding. And so I, I honestly did not think of that wart again until months later when I was on a school bus suddenly realizing that that thing was gone. And I would ride my pony up to her place and talk to her. And she actually shared with me information that most even adults don't even know today about um, you create your own reality with your thoughts, that uh, all your power is within you. You know, success is an inside job kind of thing. And uh, unbelievable, inspiring things. And she got me writing a journal. Um, and writing down things she had said. And this went on for a period of time that it really influenced my life almost like nothing else in my life. And then one day I rode up there and Miss Samantha was packing and she was she had sold the store and she was moving to another state. And this, by the way, folks, was many, many years ago. This is way before, you know, Google and cell phones and all that good stuff. And I remember thinking, you know, and begging her, please take me with you. And then she just left me, which I share with you in the book, you know, mm-hmm. many yep. empowering messages about how important it is that you take 100% responsibility for yourself. And, uh, you know, you again are powerful. You are more than human. You are a light worker on earth. Your job on earth is to be, you know, to help raise the consciousness, to be a great example. And it, it, amazing life uh, messages that she gave me. And unfortunately, you know, she left in such a short time in my life and she sent me information from time to time that I, I literally stuck on my mirror in my bathroom till it fell apart. But in the book I share, you know, as much as I can mm-hmm. about that, but it, it, it was a wonderful experience having her in spite of the pain and pain everywhere else. Great. Um, Let's. You have a lot of practical tips and uh, pr- exercises that people can do to kind of get themselves on the path to uh, creating the co-creating the life that that they want. But let's talk about ma- manifestation in, in general. I'm going to throw a theory out at you, and let me know what you think about it. Um, it seems like you know there's a lot of people now who are aware of the uh, concept of manifestation, and they're they're working hard to try to to try I put that in quotes to to make some things happen and it seems like that maybe what's holding them back is the they are focusing on the tip of the iceberg uh, and there's a lot of boulders underneath um, and getting to the area of purity of thought um, is is very difficult for some people does does that make sense to you absolutely i I totally understand what you're saying yes. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of reasons that people don't get what they, they want. One of the most common reasons is the fact that they may have like five minutes of thinking about what they want and then Mm -hmm. 25 minutes of thinking about why they don't have it and, and why they're not getting it. So if you really look at the pure physics of, you know, law of attraction, you know, you get what you focus in on and most people focus in on, they're not getting it Mm -hmm. focused on that uh, they're really not aware of the cumulative effects of their thoughts and they're also not 
really honestly, consciously even aware of their thoughts for the most part. Um, there's there's a joke we say on stage about 80% of an average person's thoughts a day are negative. And people are shocked mm-hmm. by that. But if they actually recorded their thoughts yep. and kept track of them, they'd be mortified of the horrible mm-hmm. things they think. Do, do you think people's attitudes and uh, the negative thinking um, is media driven? Uh, what is causing this anxiety that most people have today? Or is it something that's always been going on? Oh, I, I can't speak for other than my current, you know, experience reality, sure. but I can mm-hmm. tell you that the, the reality we're in right now is absolutely media driven for anxiety and frustration and nervousness because there's 24 hours with every channel you can find bombarding everyone of everything that's going wrong. The economy is horrible. There's going to be war. There's terrorism. There's rape. There's, you know, there's this. I mean, just it's just every single day in every venue because all those venues have agendas. And the agenda yeah. is they have to make money. The way they have to make money is they have to, you know, inspire. One of the two things that motivate everybody, fear. Mm-hmm. The other one is, you know, the motivation by something good. But fear will outweigh that. Yeah. But thank you it's- for saying that because... You know, I've been in the media. You're in the media. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of good media, by the way. But sure. the, the the bad media is just it's 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 kind of I I actually feel sorry for the next the generations growing up in this because their view is so dimmed of the possibilities of what is truly possible in our lives. Yeah, and it's so. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was interrupting. Go ahead. Well, I just, you know, I see all these generations that say there are no jobs. This is BS. There are jobs. These people are too entitled to go out there and actually do, you know, real true work because, anyway, that's another story. But Mm -hmm. the media has, honest to gosh, convinced people that it's okay for your 27-year-old to move back in with you and let them pay for your cell phone and all that. The media is all about, you know, take care of me. And the media slams, you know, successful people because, oh, that's not fair. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's, we're living in the most insane media world. I, the only way to deal with it is actually be very, very selective of what you allow your subconscious to be exposed to. Uh, yeah. Because your subconscious doesn't know right from wrong and it believes what it is exposed to. Yeah, that's that's so true. I mean, coming from the advertising side of the coin, um, you know, we we find for a new product, you know, what what consumers want, what do they feel is missing, and then kind of create the product or shape the product to fill the need. But it's all based on you're not good enough, and uh, and the way to fill in the you're not good enough is with a product. It's not coming from the inside; it's coming outside in instead of inside out. But, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. What scares me about uh, the news organizations now is there's very few of them. And if you scroll the dials uh, during the news hour, it's, they're all going over the same stories. Uh, you would think like, okay, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And there's some, you know, overarching stories. But 
you know, how many stories do you see about the war in Afghanistan that's been going on for 10 years where they might want to focus on, you know, what did Donald Trump say today or whatever, or Cecil the lion as bad as, you know, that's a horrible thing. But it's amazing how the uh, information that people are gobbling up is being kind of mass packaged and uh, given to us. And I, I agree with you. I think we have to be really careful about uh, what media we consume. And I also think we need to detach ourselves while we're consuming that media to extract the information, be able to have not allow it to prey on our, our emotions. But I guess that's a whole, a whole separate area. But I think it does. Uh, I think it does come into play when people are trying to be co-creators of their, or their lives. Um, let me veer for a second. Um, you mentioned uh, something I believe in, which is kind of the I am presence and doing a lot of I am, uh, I aming, if you will, uh, as part of your practice in uh, reclaiming the magic. And I always feel that by I aming something that you are actually working with the universal consciousness to kind of send out these tentacles that keep reaching out. Um, and it's a good thing to do. And it's a really important thing to do. Um, what's your point of view on and the importance of the I aming? You said it so beautifully. It's hard to kind of beat that. <laughs> no, um, I'm def you and I are definitely on the same page about that. Uh, I am. Uh, our words are powerful. Uh, sound penetrates matter. Uh, the word, you know, it's the beginning. Uh, it's a, you know, just very, very spiritual power. Um, I got involved with the I am reading about Saint Germain and the yep, I am in the book. Mm -hmm. uh, love those. Um, and I totally experience it. I use it. I'm, I am very often aware of when I uh, invoke, when I use the words I am, invoke yep. bad things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you just kind of go unconscious. But I do, yeah, make, uh, I do make time in my life to actually say out loud, you know, I am getting healthier and healthier every day in every way. I am attracting wealth and abundance easily and effortlessly. I am, you know, um, and then, you know, just really uh, be very high emotion about it because words alone are fine, but it's, it's actually the vibration and the energy of the mm -hmm. word. Um, so, no, I'm a big believer in, and you saw my prayers. Yes. Uh, there's a great deal, you know, I am. And I just, you know, I tell people you have to take back your power. I mean, you're co-creating life. You, you've literally got to uh, enjoy this process of your of your self-creation. We're not victims on Earth. We we have so much power. It's just people have been so brainwashed that everything is external. All power is external. And that it's things and it's material and it's the money. And not that those things don't, you know, have merit. And I'm not suggesting you don't want those things. But I'm just mm -hmm. saying real power is is your connection to spirit. Yes. Um, let's, let's talk about rituals. Um, you mentioned rituals and how powerful they are. And I've always believed that um, repetition is uh, kind of the key to... Uh, I don't know, creativity or the green, if you will. And I read it somewhere and I'm just paraphrasing, but I thought it was such a powerful thought. And then I went to see the Rolling Stones a month ago and I heard them and I've seen them 15 times and I've 
all over and year after in a number of decades and they still play you know they have this handful of songs that they have to play and i was amazed at how into the old hits when they played them they weren't just doing it by rote they were totally into playing these songs like they had never played them before they were it was ferocious it was almost the best time i've ever seen them in concert and now they're in their early 70s and i was totally amazed and and some that a whole idea of repetition uh, got got to me that like these guys have played this stuff over and over again yet they're not doing it as a, as a walkthrough and there is an importance when you can there's a purity to to rituals that can can ground you but please uh, help me out with this articulate what what do you see uh, in terms of the importance of rituals for people to doing some positive things on a daily basis because it's hard for people to discipline themselves well, people already are very ritualistic and they just don't realize it. I mean, people brush their teeth pretty much the same way every day. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, I, you know, that's a good I, thing. I don't know about your house, but in my house, one of the rituals is nobody's allowed to talk until after the first cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, ritual as I'm playing with them, uh, and by the way, just, you know, we have tons of rituals and religion and, you know, Christmas sure. rituals mm-hmm. and Thanksgiving is a ritual and, you know, sure. uh, graduation and funerals are all rituals. Yep. But why I wanted to teach rituals is because rituals really are a focusing of the mind. It is a deliberate uh, repetition, thank you for catching that, of, of thoughts in a certain direction that is imprinted into reality. And that the focus when you're doing a ritual, you're you're doing certain things in a certain manner, in a certain way, in a certain process. And if you do them right, I mean, you're, you're almost and a trance is too strong a word, but you're you're in a very light trance anyway. And you're going through this process, and then you're intending, and then you're saying these prayers. And you know everything has meaning. So when you you know when you light a white candle. Uh, you know, you have this intention and meaning that you are telling the universe or asking the universe, you know, you may be asking the universe for help, or you may be telling the universe, you know, this is what I need and, you know, help me find this and, you know, attract the right people, you know, places and situations or whatever that I need to, you know, fulfill, you know, certain things and or certain states of mind or better relationships or more prosperity or health. It's if if we don't take charge of the caliber of our thoughts, then our whole life will be ruled by the outside world. And I can assure you, if you're part of the masses, God bless you. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all I can say, because you don't have a clue what's going on except for what other people tell you. And uh, when you do things like rituals, you'll also be so empowered with this fabulous intuition, because your intuition is like your phone to God, you know, your higher self, your higher being, uh, you, you know, it's like you get to be in connection with something that's smarter and wiser and has a much broader view of your life than you do. They can see the map. You can only see where you're standing. So I, I'm a big, uh, you know, I do rituals. I believe in rituals and, you know, they're actually fun because, you just feel like you've got something seriously accomplished that, you know, you really set your intention into motion 
when you use rituals. And uh, in my book, I give lots of great rit- uh, rituals. And as a matter of fact, I'm writing a separate book just on rituals right now. Great, great, great. Um, you mentioned um, um, God's to-do list. Uh, talk to us about that. Oh, thank God for God's to-do list. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. so here's what God's to-do list is. Every morning when you get up, you've had your cup of coffee or tea or whatever and you're you're you need to be day having a little bit of time for yourself to set the momentum of the fine five kinds of energy every day you have mental physical emotional spiritual and financial and what you want to do in the morning is write literally on the top of a piece of paper god's to-do list and then list things you need help for now on my God's to-do list, I can remember not too long ago writing, please bring harmony. You know, I was building a new house. You know, pr- please mm-hmm. bring harmony to all the construction guys and the neighbors and all the people who are, you know, being affected by this construction. And, you know, let's just bring harmony and lightheartedness and fun and cooperation and collaboration because, you know, they were very tense. And so th- these are things that, I don't have a lot of impact on. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. I can't fix that entire construction site. So it may be things like, uh, for some people, you know, please inspire me to uh, to be, a, I don't know, to apply for the right job that is in my highest and best long-term benefit. Or please inspire me to, uh, you know, the article I need, that is due, you know, for work. Or, you know, it, it really is just asking the universe for help. And then after you've done it, just relax. And know that something is going to come to inspire you because you, you knocked on the door, it shall open. So it could be, you know, you could be watching TV and all of a sudden there'll be something done on TV that all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I need to do. Or you can have a conversation with someone or you could be in the shower. But somehow when you do a God's to-do list and you ask for things, uh, your intuition will be very heightened. And because you ask for it, literally your brain goes into a search mode. And that's what really a lot of intuition is. Mm-hmm. Searching for the question you ask it. Mm-hmm. So I believe everybody well should get up and do their God's mm-hmm. to-do list. Now, you, you mentioned something else in the book, which I thought was uh, a very good practice. And uh, it's a difficult one to discipline yourself to do, uh, not you, but I mean just people in general. And that is the idea of, of scripting. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to find their, you mentioned discovering their true talent. And um, you also mentioned scripting. And I think they're somewhat intertwined. And scripting is basically, you know, writing out these things, you ha- how you want things to play out. And it's interesting because I've, I've actually uh, done a little case study and had, you know, somebody who has a bad back write down, my back feels great. And, and they can't even write that down. It's just all scribbles because they don't believe it. And then once they start practicing, you write that 10 times, then you start to believe that you can get better. And then people, things start to turn, but it's like, it's ingrained in people and the actual writing of something that you want to, uh, manifest, if you will, um, is, is important. There's something in the, uh, the, uh, 
you know, the brain cells uh, and the connection really is impacted by the act of physically writing. So I'm really uh, interested and I'm going to start scripting on my own now. But talk to us about the importance of scripting and how that uh, works for you. Well, um, again, you have described this gorgeously. Um, scripting to me is where you become the hero of your own story of life. And most people, all they do is really talk. Their story in life is about how they've been taken advantage of, betrayed, you know, misled, you know, lost money. People just really get into their stories. What they don't realize is like attracts like. That energetically, when you tell those stories, whether you're telling them to entertain someone or, you know, get, get up to date on your life or you've got nothing else to do but wallow in your past pity, um, the truth is, when you tell a, a negative story, you vibrate at that vibration, which means you are a law of attraction dead on for that. Now, mm -hmm. you can turn that around. You can now <clears throat> make up a story we call scripting. And I started with, and so it was. And then I described myself, the healthy, happy, at peace, successful, prosperous, um, Filled with vitality, timeless, Lee Miltier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said yeah. for a nice little, little you know, awesome. introduction to yeah. myself. Um, so I, I say these nice things to myself very deliberately because my subconscious is getting this information. I want it to believe that. So then I'll, I'll you know, when I was building my house, I was talking actually about, while well, we were actually building the house, the house being finished living in the house. Mm -hmm. I talked about how much I adored living in the house and that it was my dream house and that you know, I was so grateful to have the opportunity to live in this house and I was so pleased and you know people love the house. Then I would then I would switch to different subjects in the scripting like, you know, uh my office runs like a, a weld oil machine. Everybody's very happy there. They're very creative. They're filled with uh, energy and vitality, and they're very grateful you know, to work for Lee Miltier, Inc. in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, then I talk about my relationship with my husband and our good trip we're going to take. But it's all about casting, enchanting your thought process, which is imprinting in your subconscious mind. And the more you do mm -hmm. that with repetition, then you're, you're, and this is really interesting, your subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between a real thing and an imagined thing. And then when you do that, if you really want to put the cherry on the cake, after you script, imagine everything you just scripted and really seal it into your mind. And when you do that, the amazing thing happens is you start to gravitate to those things. You become those things. You are your story. And this is, you know, I do a lot of stage work and, uh, you know, I really, I plead with people, you know, don't tell negative stories, you know, don't watch the news, um, be very selective of the caliber of information that goes in your mind and you should be the one truly programming your mind, not other people. Mm -hmm. Now you do, uh, first of all, this is Guys Guys Radio. Our special guest is Lee Miltier. Her book is Reclaim the Magic, The Real Secrets of, to Manifesting Anything You Want. Um, you you talk about uh, you do a lot of uh, work with corporations and with salespeople. And me coming from the corporate world, I'm curious as to uh, what's your take on what's going on with corporations now. 
what 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 needs do you see there that you can help these people with? I always I was going to uh, you know in my career I was going to kind of veer off and begin hypnotizing sales teams for success, and I thought that would be a really good idea. And then I got busy with some other stuff, but I really believe that uh, there's so much disarray and confusion, even in the most tightly tightly run ships corporately that. It's really hard to get through to people. Um, what's what do you what do you what's your take on the corporate life now, and and what do you try to teach them? Well, I'm not really working a lot right now in the corporate world. I work exclusively in the corporate world for many many years, mm-hmm. um, and then I decided I really liked to work with entrepreneurs more. Okay, um, I was a better match vibrationally and alignment with entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I think like that. I am an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm still working with some. And I, I guess the biggest, my personal honest opinion about corporations is that many of them have no heart. Yeah. They, they are run specifically and only for the investors and that they are literally running ragged, uh, using up people as if they were throwaway things. And Mm -hmm. that they really don't give a damn, for the most part, about anyone unless that person is doing something extraordinary for them. Now, with all that said, I am a big work ethic person. So I'm not a, you know, just everybody know I came from a farm and a ranch. I mean, we have work Mm -hmm. ethic. And I'm not saying that hardworking people, you know, should be penalized or anything because they're working for the corporations. You know, my sympathy is with you, but the problem with the corporations is their loyalty is really about greed. Yeah. It's not really about developing the organization that much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, talk to us about, um, you mentioned uh, kind of uh, the, the positive aspects when you kind of get rid of a lot of stuff. Now here in America, particularly we're so materially driven that we have so many things that you see somebody go, you know, people go to the beach. I'm this week, I'm down at the Jersey shore and people, you know, they have a whole caravan just to sit in the sand for a couple of hours. And then everybody's got it. Everybody's got an SUV and just people are just carting their junk everywhere. And I know George Carlin talked about it, but the issue hasn't gone, gone away. And I find myself, you know, constantly getting out giant garbage bags and throwing clothes in them that I haven't worn. And I'm like, and I'll think, oh, should I have thrown that T-shirt away? But of course you should have. And other people can use the stuff, number one. But two, I always feel better when I get rid of stuff and I feel almost chained to it when I have to think about what do I do with this dresser or this bureau or this other bed or whatever? How, How does that impact people? This is a great uh, subject, and um, it is interesting that uh, most people who, uh, on a regular basis, uh, release unwanted energy. And remember, uh, that dresser may look solid, but that Mm -hmm. thing is vibrating. It's made of energy, and it's also carrying energy. So one of the things that I love to tell people first is the easiest thing for you to do in life is just start to remove from your life things that don't bring you joy that have no meaning that you know you've got a shirt in your 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 closet there probably you know with a button missing and a stain Mm. on it you're never wearing that shirt again right you know let it go 
And because when you let something like that go, so here's what happens to us when we see the shirt with the stain and the button. Well, first you chastise yourself a little bit. You didn't fix it. Right. And then you chastise yourself for not getting rid of it earlier. Mm-hmm. And it continues to sit there. And what it is, is it's a visual uh, energetic distraction. And your, your, your brain can only focus in on so much at a time. And so it just starts to feel overwhelmed. And the more stuff you have in your life that's junky, your subconscious mind is trying very hard to maintain and remember mm-hmm. where everything is. And the more you load it with junk, or, you mm-hmm. know, you have all this literally, you know, files of cards and letters and old business stuff and old business thoughts and pictures of people you don't even like and, right. you know, all this kind of stuff is if you just let it go, if you just free it up, if you just, you know, burn it or give it away or donate it or do something with it, um, you will feel lighter and freer. And, and the interesting thing about that is when you get that energetic feeling of freedom, that is in the law of attraction of prosperity, mm-hmm. that good things start to happen. So somebody might give you a fabulous shirt that you love because you exactly. have, you know, you've opened up the, 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 the psychic space for a new shirt. Yeah. It's so, so, so uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just thinking out loud. Go ahead. I interrupted. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Well, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a really good thing to not have poverty consciousness, which many people grew up with sure. know, because their grandparents were, you know, and poor or their parents were poor. I grew up poor and my mother was a pack rat. She really would not. I mean, my parents, I believe, believe MacGyver. You had to, you had to save everything. <laughs> and it was the most, now she wasn't a hoarder. But, I mean, she just, you know, you could hardly open a closet. You could hardly open drawers. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And I've tried to take the opposite approach of, you know, I want nice things, but I don't want my house cluttered. I don't want too much stuff. So, like, if you would go to the Jersey Shore, you know, people like to buy tchotchkes. If you're not familiar with that term, it's junk little figurines and says, you know, you know, whatever, wherever you've been on it. Right. We, we, everybody has like a million pounds of stuff like that. It's the, you know, it's supposed to be decorations or stuff, but really? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's insane. So now, you know, I travel all the time. And, you know, if I picked up little uh, memories everywhere I went, my house would be horrible. Sure. I mean, just all the stuff to dust. And think about it also, the less stuff you have, the freer you feel, the more you invite prosperity into your life, and you can find things. You feel calmer. There have been a lot of studies about how calm people feel uh, once they, you know, get their garage all cleaned up or their attic yep. all cleaned mm-hmm. out, and they got rid of all the junk that's been up there for 50 years, and, you know, they feel good about their home again. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like uh, my computer was running slow, and I was talking to a, a buddy of mine. He said, well look at your downloads and I'm like what because you know all the stuff you download it sits in this download file and then your computer works slower because it has to kind of get through all of that stuff and I looked and I had all kinds of documents there and then I cleaned that up and all of a sudden everything was running smoothly and that was just my junk so kind of a 
an analogy there um, to, you know, it's good to clean up and get rid of the things that you're, you're not using to free up space, to have good things come in, to make some more room for that. So it's a, it's, it's a great thing for people to do. Now, I know we're coming to the close and you've been fantastic. And I got to tell you, I love this book. I'm going to read it again. And I want to make sure that I do something from every chapter in it. I'm just, you know, I've read it once. Now I'm going to read it again slowly, a chapter at a time. And I'm going to start the scripting and some other things. I've already do I aming and I start every morning with I am aligned to the truth, to truth. And that to me is the most powerful thing. I read about that, that, that statement, but it's been super powerful for me. Um, f- just for people in general, what are three things they can do to kind of get started to reclaim the magic? Well, if I can, I'd like to give everybody a gift. Um, I have, um, sure. I have and- a five video series. It's about the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial energy. And I am happy to give them that give it's 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 five videos they're they're about 10 minutes each it will go into great great detail about how you use your mental energy every day your your spiritual energy your financial energy um emotional energy and and this video series will enlighten you tremendously on not to protect yourself and not let other people siphon off your energy or how mm-hmm. not to use your energy in, in a non-beneficial mm-hmm. way. So that's one thing people could do. Uh, another thing when in where can, where can I get that book, on your, your website or oh, the five types of energy is just mm-hmm. five types of energy.com. Great. Okay. And of course you can get the book at reclaimyourmagic.com mm-hmm. or Amazon or Barnes and Noble or any of those. And, um, I don't know if you mentioned, I'm not sure, but the book actually made bestseller May 14th. Oh, fantastic. Congrats. Yes. Well deserved. It was bestseller for, it was on three categories for five days. Wow. Amazing. We we worked very hard for that, by the way. Well, not amazing. It's excellent. It's a, it's it's a really, and I get tons of books and I, I read them all. And um, sometimes I power read them, but this book I took, you know, a good couple of weeks to really, you know, like I let everything sink in. It's one of the best self-help books I've ever read because it's comprehensive, it's easy to use, and it makes practical sense. And it's done in, in a way that uh, is very um, relatable. So congratulations. You deserve everything you're getting. Thank you. Can I quote you on that? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, sure. You can. Okay. I'll send um, you a quote if another- you want. I appreciate that so much. Okay. Um, another thing everybody could do other than, you know, get the book and, you know, go to the five types of energy.com. And that just starts with the F I V E, the regular mm-hmm. five. Another thing is just when you get in bed at night, and I know this may sound strange, but um, as you're going to sleep, actually uh, tell yourself that you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Do like this gratitude list of, you know, you know, I, uh, I love my, you know, my loved ones, I love my family, you know, I love my pets, I love my home. End your day with some kind of self-love and just energy of love. It'll change the quality of your dreams and your sleep state. And when you do this for about 30 days, you're going to start waking up in the morning absolutely feeling, you know, excited about the day and, and just happy. Most people are not waking up happy because sadly they are mm-hmm. watching news before they go to bed. So then they've had, you know, eight hours of their subconscious mind, you know, building, you know, war in their brain. So that's why I wanted to suggest substitute. Uh, if you're going to watch TV at night, please mm-hmm. watch comedies or educational mm-hmm. channels. You know, don't watch negative stuff. 
Yep. Oh, great advice. Okay. Um, where can people then, uh, you, you mentioned your, your websites then? Is there any other social um, media? Well, my personal website is miltier.com, and that's okay. M-I-L-T-E-E-R. Uh, you can buy the book from us. We will autograph it if you buy it from us. But, again, you can get the book on Amazon. You can get, uh, if you go to the five types of energy.com and register for the video series. And we also have reclaimthemagic.com. You know, we, mm-hmm. for anybody who could write any of those things down, we, and if you just went to Lee Miltier and Google me, I, mm-hmm. I have a very fortunate, yeah. very positive Google search. Yep. And is the book available on audio yet? Uh, no, we're just in negotiation right now with the audio uh, books people about that. In fact, we're, we just started this week with that conversation. So, But Great. it is in digital. Okay, fantastic. Good. Well, thank you so much. Listen, I, I was very uh, excited about having you as a guest because I respect your work and uh, I love the book and um, you sound like a fantastic person and uh, I have all uh, respect uh, and admiration for you. And I'm not just saying that, I really do. So thank you so much for gracing uh, Guys Guys Radio. I mean, we're here, better men, better world. When both men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. That's what it's all about. And uh, I, I love your tips. Uh, I love the book. And I thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I am so um, honored to meet someone so enlightened. Thank you. <laughs> well, listen, Lee, uh, all the best and have a wonderful f- summer. And thanks so much for being here. Thank you. And make sure you let us know how we can uh, promote the show, downloads and links and things. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, it will be on... Um It'll be on iTunes tomorrow. It's on Blog Talk Radio now. I can send you the a link, and uh, Sarah has actually the link to the uh, iTunes. But uh, if you, if you, uh, I'll send something to her. If you, you can, maybe we can just exchange an email or something, or you can send me your email through the Facebook message or whatever. But I'll, I'll get you all of that. No problem. Okay, my email is super easy. It's just my name, Lee Miltier at Gmail. Great. Okay, I'll send you a note. Thanks so much, Lee. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, be well. All right. Okay, everybody, that's our show. And uh, you know your guys, guys here. He doesn't get excited easily. But when I have a great guest and who has great things, I, I do. And I really believe in this book. So I hope you uh, get a chance. If you get a chance to pick up a book, it's great. It's, it's, it would be a good summer read because you can just read it chapter by chapter and one chapter at a time and let it sink in. But it's, it's a really helpful book. And uh, as you could tell, Lee is an exceptional uh, lady too. So anyhow, that's our show for this evening. Once again, I'm, uh, you know, producing the show from a remote studio and I hope everything turned out okay. And, uh, I hope you guys are all having a great summer. Wow. It's July 30th. We're getting into August now. I'm wondering what's happening with the uh, final trades in major league baseball. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see. We've got a great show next week. I don't have the guest name in front of me right now, but, um, I'm sure it'll be somebody special. So listen, uh, enjoy the week. Thanks so much for being here. And remember guys, guys, Finish first.